0: Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a secular letter written by Brother Ewart Frank for the Bride of Christ on the year 1978, February. As is written to you by our precious Brothers Boo. Studying, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13, verse 8. Secular Letter, February 1978. My dear brethren, I would like to greet you in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ with Jeremiah 20, verse 9. Scripture. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. End Scripture. The year 1977 has come and gone. With the ushering of 1978, we have reached another crucial junction, perhaps to some. The wake of the new year was a great disappointment. May we utilize the time and be more determined than we ever to serve the Lord. The greatest task still lies before us. Let us look towards heaven and examine ourselves and the things we believe and teach and take inventory from the scriptural point of view. May we not look for excuses, to justify the preaching about 1977, but rather acknowledge the word of God to be true. S- scripture. No man knoweth the day nor the hour of his appearing. And scripture. Already in the year 1972, the Holy Spirit has impressed upon me to correct a few things when I visited the different countries. Because of the special emphasis then placed upon the year 1973 and 1977, I also felt led to touch upon the issue amongst other vital statements in my life's brochure. Some were shaken at my straightforward approach, but now thousands are thankful. No one, however, will know the agony of soul I went through correcting some of these things. Of course, I could have let things slide, go along with everybody and enjoy the friendship of all the brethren. But the word of the Lord was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. I had to speak up. My only regret is the fact that I have mentioned names in my life's and thereby have hurt brethren. I wish to say here that I have nothing in my heart against any of them. I could put my arms around any brother in the true love of God. Scripture. And we know that All things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose and scripture Romans 8 verse 28 God knows in actuality nothing better could have happened to us than to create us this year 1978 it is true Brother Brenham referred to the year 1977 on three occasions during the year 1960 and 61. But what has been done with it, many hearts were broken and left in despair because of the wrong application. In the seventh weeks of Daniel, he speaks about 1977, the 7th Jubilee, the going up of the gentle bride and the return of Christ to the Jews, he states very plainly, quote, I never learned this until yesterday. I picked it up from the historian. End quote. He didn't say it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit from the word. He learned and picked it up from the historical books. He says, quote, And I'm grateful to Mr. Smith of the Adventist Church for his views. I'm very grateful for Dr. Lacken for his views. End quote. Will he still be grateful today? He mentions the 1954 years allotted to the Jews until AD 33 when they rejected Christ and also states quote, if the same time were allocated to the gentiles then end quote he does not say it will be but if it were i never could agree with calculations because there is no scriptural foundation for them i just respected it because brother Branham has used it such predictions have always failed God is only obligated to his word, not to any dates, whether the metamethical calculation is right or wrong. Quote, That was in 1933, and I predicted that there will be some great tragedy happen to this United States before or by the year 1977. End quote. Somewhere repeating these statements, and others spoke very enthusiastically and forcefully about it. Now there is silence on earth about it. We must admit it, was not take, it has not taken place. There is a difference between a prediction and a prophecy. In a prediction, the man is speaking even if he is a prophet. In a prophecy, God is speaking through the man. He stated while pre- predicting, quote, I could be wrong, I could miss it, end quote. God is never wrong, and God can never miss it. When he said, thus saith the Lord, it could not fail. There can be a prediction in a prophecy, but a prediction by itself is not a prophecy. This is where the misunderstanding has come in. Some have taken for granted that a prediction of a prophet should be treated as a prophecy and preached it thus. But don't we realize that thereby we ascribe unfurlability to a man rather than to God only? The visions the Lord showed him in 1933 will surely come to pass even if they did not materialize by 1977 now is the time to watch and pray lest we say in our hearts my lord the lord is coming anything can happen at any time now we must admit that no man no harm would have been done had those statements had been left in their place and context. But Abraham was not only a prophet who received the word directly from God. He was also a man who obviously studied what others had to say. I'd watched different ministries and the incredible claims with sorrow and grief. Precious souls were misled, simply because some utterances were made a doctrine and placed above the word. Those that have tried to exalt Abraham so highly have brought to greatest reproach upon him. Some who still endeavor to be exposed as it is of his statements and explainers of his visions should realize that it doesn't work. Thus they obviously disqualify themselves of being ministers of the world. Brother Branham says, quote, I turned and looked, and I saw this United States burning like a smolder. Rocks had been blown up. It was burning like a heap of fire in logs, or something that just set it afire and looked as far as I could see and she had been blown up, end quote. Can anyone spiritualize the blown up rocks? Did Brother Burnham put a spiritual application to the seventh vision or the others? If, when, and where? If not, why do you try to do it? Should the beginning of this year not have been the most sobering experience and cause us to place the ministry of the word first and leave the rest to the Lord? Unless we cease with all explanations, we cannot start out in the right way with God. Why does the minister have to speak? Specialize on something which brings nothing but confusion. Why has no one corrected himself too proud? The way up is down for all of us. Lately, the doctrine of the seven thunders has saved the earth. Why is it instead of bringing about the awaited revival amongst the bride? Nothing but contention and discord has been the outcome. What about the new name of Christ that has to be revealed in the thunders? As the prophet said, Seals 158. Can you see? Any kind of interpretation is given, but in reality, not the first thing is made known. Just give it to The word test and it cannot stand. Others waste their time with the white horse rider explanation. In the first seal, the Antichrist is seen riding a white horse, which later changes into other colors. In Revelation 19, Christ himself is seen coming on a white horse. His eyes are as flames of fire and his name is called the word of God where does the scripture speak of another one riding your white horse there are those who try to interpret the tenth vision and place it in connection with the resurrection may i ask how could this be possible how can you have an altar call intent ministry at the resurrection the bible tells scripture behold i'll show you a mystery we shall not all asleep but we will be changed praise god and scripture praise god for that In connection with the 10th vision, Brother Abraham said, scripture, quote, a lady was there to give her testimony on a tape recorder and was asked, what happened in the legal room? End quote. I'm sure there is no need for anyone to record anything once the resurrection has been. At that time, no healings, But the changing of our bodies will take place, not in a legal room, but worldwide. Many of the Old Testament saints rose with Christ. They had to wait 40 days until he was ready to ascend into heaven. It is widespread that there will be a 30 to 40 day period of a special ministry between the resurrection and the rapture. If anyone knows Brother Branham, preach this clearly on any tape. I'll appreciate hearing about it. Many things are assumed and spread under the impression that they originate with Brother Branham. Furthermore, where is the scripture? See your basis for it. Let us stay with the sound doctrine. Amen. I have tried my uttermost to bring about a balanced attitude in placing Brother Brehm's message into the scripture. Come what may, I've taken my stand for the vindicated ministry of our day. Many times I have risked my life. I love and esteem the prophet of God. At the same time, I'm convinced that the brethren, In the first Christian century did not preach Paul although he had a special commission. They preached Christ and lined their teachings up with the revelation he had received from God. They did not go around explaining his visions. They preached the word. Why don't we do the same? I never heard about a commission to preach a prophet. I only know we must Preach Christ, the word, and only refer to a man of God connection with the subject we are dealing with. Has it the time come where we must emphasize the personal walk with God? How to get ready and live a holy life? If we don't learn ourselves now, God will have to take another people to move forward with. Some congratulations are enthused as long as Brother Bram is mentioned frequently. But pay little attention to what the word says. How far is this to go until we realize that something is wrong somewhere? We speak about the resurrection, but did we raise with Christ to a new life? We speak about changing of the bodies, but did, did we think of the changing of our mind, soul, and entire body? Only those who were changed in their souls will be changed in their bodies. On December 25th, 1977, we were informed that now the cloud picture is under attack as the date of appearing on February 28, 1963, does not seem to coincide with the records on tape. But no satisfying answer could be given. God will not be able to complete his work in us unless we submit to the chief captain and let his word be our command. If we are the bright church, why are we, why are the believers so divided into financial groups? One condemning the other for not believing their interpretation. Unless we stand together in unity, we'll fall because of division. My dear brethren, I don't mean to judge. I just feel burdened for God's children. I cannot claim to be extra spiritual, to have any special gift, revelation, or ministry. My only desire is to be a true servant of God. In the first church age, the believers have tasted. those who claimed to be apostles and soon found out that they were not. In the ecumenical move, all are being united regardless of their doctrines, practices and views about spiritual things. Such is not the case with the body of christ the unity amongst the members can only take place if we become part of that word brackets not part of an interpretation close bracket and fully submit to the headship of christ title the lord still cares from time to time, I have had a direct inner guidance of the Holy Spirit. In October 1976, I had scheduled a trip to the New Zealand Convention en route. I had planned some meetings in India. The arrangements had been made when suddenly at 10 o'clock one morning, an inner voice spoke very clearly, cancel the trip to India. I didn't want to obey as I always try to keep my word. At about 11.30 a.m., the same thing happened more strongly, canceled the trip to India. I jumped up, took the phone, and sent a telegram. Can you imagine how I felt when I had the eight o'clock news at home? On the date, I was booked to fly from Bombay to Mandras. The plane I was to have taken had caught fire after takeoff, crashed, and 96 passengers were killed. Maybe God was not fully through with me. Oh, what a deep thankfulness towards the Lord flooded my soul. On Sunday, 25th of September, 1977, something very particular happened. While driving to the Zurich meeting, my heart was very heavily for the God's people. I couldn't help but weep. And I spoke to the Lord. I said, oh God, hundreds of your people will be gathered for the service today. This year is nearing its end and we are certain to enter Into the year 1978. What must I tell your children at this time? They need a consolation from you. From the scripture. As I was driving along. Praying and putting my heart out. He spoke to me clearly. With that inner voice again. Saying speak to my people. About my servant Moses. I thought. This to be very strange and answered, Lord, I still don't know what you want me to speak on. He continued, read Acts 7 from verse 17. Those who have never experienced something like this will not understand. I began to tremble, had to pull it into the next parking area and began to weep bitterly. After a while, I read the text, and I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit gave me the understanding of it. The time of the promise for Israel exodus was drawing nigh, but it had not fully come. When Moses was 40 years old, it came unto his heart to visit his brethren. He thought they would understand that God would deliver them through him, but they understood not. On the first day, he killed the Egyptian. On the next, he tried to settle a dispute between the Hebrew, two Hebrews, and then fled into the land of Midian. Without accomplishing anything, God's time was not near; was so near, but had not fully come. My dear brethren, do you see the parallel? Moses went with the best intention. He knew he had been called for that purpose, but God's hour has instructed. struck yet. According to Galatians 3.17, the law was given 430 years after the promise. According to Galatians 3.17, mistake, God had spoken to Abraham after a period of 400 years. That's Genesis 15, 13. When Moses was 40 years of age, only 390 years had passed. He was the true prophet. He had the right message. Everything was in perfect order. Just the setting of time was a little too soon. This is the lesson for our day. It is not enough for the time to be near the hour must be strike as long as the time is near we predict and try to fulfill god's word resulting in disappointment when the time comes the god of heaven remembers his promises and acts out his intention his plan of salvation correction And remembers his promises and acts out his plan of salvation with the Jews and Gentiles. That is absolutely Satan. May God help us to realize that the greatest prophet Israel was subject to setting the time instead of waiting for God to declare it. Therefore, we should not deem it strange that the greatest prophet, the church, has, has set the time in his predictions. This does not change the fact that God will accomplish his purpose in time, as he, was, he has promised. God never is never too late. Somehow, all things are included in the great program of God. Let us go forward with him, and we shall witness and have part in the greatest work of all times. God bless you richly by his commission, Brother Frank. Announcements. After all these years, I wish to introduce the brother in charge of the work in the Sovereign Union. His testimony is most marvelous. Since the human rights crusade, he got permission by the authorities to move throughout the whole country. The Lord is using this brother mightily. Not only hundreds, but thousands were baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest work is in all the iron curtain countries is in Russia. By God's grace, I was led to write and publish an introduction with all the special events from the birth until the passing away of Branham. We have also taken charge of the translation into the Eastern European languages. About 30 of the most important messages are available in five of their main languages. From each of those countries, a staring report could be given. Surely the Lord has his ways, and they are wonderful. Since we have the Far East broadcast in English, many of the Asian countries are reached. Recently, the request came up to have the introduction by air in Chinese. The Lord willing, this can start immediately as we got a favorable reply from the station. Brother Theo of Singapore had it upon his heart to prepare the sermons in Chinese. May God bless him in his endeavor. Announcements. Convention in Crawford, may tenth to fourteenth, nineteen seventy eight. Lord willing, we plan to have special meetings with ministers who take their stand upon the word. First service, may tenth, seven thirty PM. Last service may fourteenth, three PM. Our international airport is Jusenberg. There is a bus from bus bus from the airport to the main Train station in Crawford, 25 kilometers, fare 5DM. From the station to the mission center, 5 to 6 kilometers, taxis. Church phone number, which is 0215445. If you let us know the time of arrival, we shall pick you up at the airport. As we all have accommodated quite a number of people, please inform us of your coming. Well, in advance, if you prefer and can afford an hotel instead of mascota, Scotters in the center, please state so. The midday and evening meal will be served at the church free of charge. All flight arrangements should be made before commencing the trip because. At the long weekend of the day of the Pentecost celebrations, the travel agencies are closed in this country on the 13th to the 15th of May. The ministering brethren should make plans ahead of time and contact the brethren in the respective countries they wish to visit before and after the meeting. Copyright, Brother Frank, PO Box, 9054158, Krefel, West Germany.